But it is those that are found that are saved. Those that are not, the 99, nothing happens to them. They're forsaken. The nine pieces of silver, you can imagine she didn't throw them away. But she wasn't thinking about the silver she had. She was thinking about the one she needed to find. You want Jesus to think of it? Let me tell you something. If you're a sinner here tonight, you are on the mind of Jesus. And He is praying for you. Say, somebody prayed for me. I'm glad they took the time to pray for me. Jesus prayed for every one of us in the Garden of Gethsemane right before He went down to take Calvary. What else? A son that was not lost. A son that was not lost. There was an elder brother that wasn't lost. He was the one that thought he did everything the Father told him to do. I was with you the whole time. Lord, I never betrayed you. I never betrayed you, Father. I never ran off and squandered money. I never ran with the harlots. There's people thinking because they live a good life, they're going to heaven. All you got to do is go down to Miller's funeral home or, or some of these funeral homes here and just sit there and listen to every funeral. I'm telling you, everybody that dies and goes through there, they think they're going to heaven. Heard one preacher told a person, people where this fellow was going that was in the casket and they beat him up. Of course, I think that's a pretty ignorant preacher. Your purpose ain't trying to save somebody that's already in hell. Your purpose is trying to comfort those that are left. But you don't leave somebody with the thought that just the man that doesn't ever accept Jesus Christ, never lived for God, never did anything, never tried to do anything for God. Let me tell you something. I believe he's going to hell. But I'm not his judge. So I'll rest my case and let Jesus try him. Because that's his judge. Let me tell you, he's looking to find those that are lost tonight. Alright, so how does God get men lost? People say the law could never save you. Well, let me tell you something. There's only one way to be saved, and that is through the demands of the law. So the law never saved nobody. There is no way to be saved without the law. But Romans 7, 7 says, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin. Listen to this, church. But by the law. I had not known I was lost. But by the law. The law is what gets you lost. But Jesus is the Word that finds you. And the law came from God. I had not known sin except for the law. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law, for I had not known lust except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. I didn't know I was lost, Brother Jimmy, until I looked at the map and it said, You are as lost as you can be. I like that it says, You are here. <laughs> we need to look at a spiritual map that tells us where we are. And when you find out where you are, then you're going to realize you're lost without Jesus. Have I got you now? Are you beginning to understand what I'm saying here? 
Good, let's keep going here. The demands of the law also says, but sin, taken occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. Let me tell you something. If there wasn't a law, then you can't be a sinner. And if you're not a sinner, you can't be saved. Does that make sense? Somebody say amen. It does. All right. Now, I know I'm taking you on a long trip here. I'm, I'm hoping to bring you all back after the tour's over with and bring you back to the parking lot. All right? Verse 9. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. You can't be dead to sin without the law. The purpose of the law was to get us lost. The purpose of the law was to show us how lost we really are. The purpose of the law was to do nothing. It can't save. It can't forgive. It can't restore. Its only purpose is to say, Sinner, you are lost and you are destined to hell without some way, some help that will get you out of your destiny. And that is Jesus. You see, the law tells you you're lost. But grace says, I'm found. I saw the light. Oh, praise the Lord. I wandered so aimlessly. Life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Till Jesus came. And what? Like a stranger in the night. Oh, he's a stranger when he first comes to you. You don't know him from Adam. But you know how lost you are. You know how lost you are. I wouldn't let him in until that light came and he found me. I was on the mountain, one song says, wandering from the fountain until I heard my Savior say, Come to me, relenting of your sins, repenting, and I will lift you up where you can see. You see, when he found that little lamb, he laid him on his shoulder and brought him home. When the lady found the coin, she added it back to her prize, her joy, her fortune. And when the father saw the prodigal son on his way home, yet while he was a far way off. Say, Brother Stanton, I just can't live right for God. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure whether I can meet all the requirements. Let me tell you, while the sinner was a long ways off, the father ran out to meet him and hugged him and kissed him on the neck. But here's the point. Jesus loves us. He doesn't just come halfway. If we take one step toward Him, He'll walk a mile. He'll go 10,000 miles to save your soul. All you have to do is take that first step, sinner. All you have to do is realize, I'm lost. And I need direction. I need Jesus. Let's look at the law some more. 
The law demands perfection. It says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. That's in Matthew 5.48. How perfect are we supposed to be, Brother Munson? He says, Perfect. Not just perfect. Not your ideal perfect. But as perfect as the Father in heaven is. Anybody there yet? Then you're lost. <laughs> you ain't home, you're lost. But I know one that has come to find us, and I know one that if I follow him, he's going to lead me home. Amen. The top of Zion is going to sound. And if I'm following Jesus, amen, I know where he's going, and as long as I'm following him, I'll get there to where I'm going. Oh, glory. The law demands perfection. Jesus fulfilled that requirement because He's the only perfect one. Even as perfect as the Father in heaven is perfect. Woo! There's a lot there. I could preach for a week on that. The law demands punishment. Ezekiel 18 verse 4 says, Behold, all souls are mine. You say, Brother Stan, the devil's got my soul. No, he don't. Your soul belongs to Jesus. The devil may temporarily have a hold of it, but all souls belong to Jesus. And he's going to take some of them to heaven, and he's going to throw some of them in hell. Not because he don't love you, but because you were never found. You ever lost something and you never found? It's useless, isn't it? There's things I'm still looking for. And I can't use them. They're worthless as long as they're lost, but never found. Behold, all souls are mine as the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, listen to this church, listen to this sinner, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. So, Brother Stinnett, we're all going to die. Yeah, but there is a second death. See, death is a separation of the body, but spiritual death is a separation from the body of Christ. And that is the second death. Everybody will die and be separated from this body because this whole thing is getting about worn out. I'm ready to throw it away anyway like an old pair of tennis shoes. It ain't, you know, it's like some of these old shoes got holes in them and flip-flopping around and stuff like that. That's the way I feel sometimes. But I do know this. The Lord's got a new body for me. It demands punishment. Jesus paid the price for that punishment. Okay? There's no provisions for forgiveness in the law. Look it over. I could have wrote you a Scripture here that says there is no provision, but you find one for me. Find a prescription. <laughs> A scripture in the Old Testament that talks about true forgiveness. Everything in there just rolled it away. It was a credit, a revolving account. Like that old account was growing larger every day. Because I was always sinning and never had to pay. One day we got to pay. But Jesus paid that. And He can forgive. It cannot make men holy. Now listen to this. Self-righteous ones and sinners alike. 
A lot of people think they've got to get holy before they get saved. Uh-uh. God doesn't come for the holy. He comes for the sinner. You know what? There's only one requirement to be saved. You've got to be a sinner. You've got to be lost. Lord, do I qualify? Yes, you do. Every person in this room qualifies. That's why salvation is for everybody. Whosoever will. It will not make you holy. Now, a lot of folks think because they have holy standards, they're righteous. I heard one brother tell me, Brother Stinney, you without holiness you ain't going to see heaven. You don't quit letting them women wear britches and stuff. You're all going to go to hell because God wants you to be holy. Well, I could argue about that all day long. But let's suppose we had to eat white and dress white and spit white and all that stuff. Let's say we did have to do it. There would be something else. You know that rich young ruler that said, Lord, what must I do to be saved? To inherit eternal life? He says, you heard, keep the law. He said, well, I've kept the law. I've kept every bit of it. No, he hadn't. I just got through telling you, the law's purpose is to tell you you're lost. He thought he was found, but he was lost. And the Lord tried to show him where he was at. You're right here. You're right here, one step away from hell. Now, you want to know what you got to do to be saved? Obey the law. But I have. No, this one thing you lack. It doesn't matter what you have done or what holy standard of living you're living by. There's always one thing you lack. And that's why we get into holier than now. And I'm holier than those that don't wear dresses. Well, I wear my dress down to here, so I'm holier than the one that wears their dress up to here. I used to go to church and didn't have television. You could, you had television, you was going to hell. Don't set no evil thing in front of you. Well, let me tell you, you can set a lot of evil things in front of you. I had a lot of preachers set in front of me I considered evil. All right, just because they're sitting in front of me don't mean that I'm going to hell. They might be. <laughs> Follow peace. Let's look at this. Follow peace. Let me ask you, how many of you have been following peace? Go ahead. That's what it says to do. Now, let me ask you, have you found peace? With all men. <laughs> the Bible says, Follow peace with all men. Hey, I get along with the ladies all right, but I can't get along with the men. With all men. That means if you can get along with everybody. Is there anybody here like that? You're, you don't have no enemies. You love everybody. They love you. You're at peace with everybody. Then if you can do that, you're ready for the next job. See, if you can be holy with men and you can reach that level of perfection then you're ready to move up and be holy with God. Is any holy as God? It says you have to be as holy as He is. And that's what it says. Follow peace with all men and holiness. That puts them both together, doesn't it? A lot of people say, i got the holiness. 
I'm a wholeness believer. I go to wholeness church. Well, are you a peaceful person? Are you at peace with all men? Because that's what you're supposed to follow. It didn't say you were going to obtain it. It says you had to follow it. Alright? Without which, no man shall see the Lord. A lot of people think they already got that wholeness and that stuff. It says to follow it. Well, let's see. Who is at peace with all men? Jesus Christ. Who is holy as the Father? So if He's the one that has these things, and you follow after Him, without which you will not see the Lord. <laughs> without Jesus, you will not get to heaven. You ain't going to like where you're going. It cannot make you holy. The law, the, those of you that like to live all these standards and all that stuff, I heard somebody jumped on Joe one time as because he had a pack of cigarettes. Tried to tell him he was on his way to hell. Well, he might be on his way to COPD or whatever that alphabetical thing is, or, or pneumonia or emphysema or whatever. But God ain't holding him guiltless for that. I mean, I, you know, here's the thing. We don't get to heaven by what we do. We get to heaven by what He does. All we got to do is follow the One that is perfect, the author and the finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ, the Captain of our salvation. Follow the Captain. And you'll get there. It cannot take away sin. Now I said, you can't be saved without the law. But the law will never take away sin. It will never make you holy. It can never forgive you. It only demands perfection, which you can't achieve. Basically, everything about the law tells you you're lost. Does it not? Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Let me get Alan and Joe to come up and play a song. The song I've asked them to sing is, is the night of all nights. It's the night that Jesus found somebody. And He had searched the world over. When does Jesus find the lost sinner? When He realizes He's lost. And when you realize you're lost, you cry out for help. Amen. And I'm gonna while they sing this song, I want you to think about your where you are. Where does this scripture say you are? Not where preacher so and so, not where your church creed says you are. Where does the scripture say you are? Because when you realize where you are, you will cry out, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And here's what they were told. Just like the old prodigal son, he determined that he needed to do something. He says, what shall I do? And here's what he said, Luke 15, 18. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. 
And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, the father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. That's what I'm talking about. Are you lost today? Are you lost? If you are, Jesus is sick. In the garden His sorrow so great His friends had all gone I'm going to leave you pure. Come on up here. In the darkness they came and led him away. You know you're lost. To take his dear life for you and for me. Oh, the journey he made from heaven. No strength could endure But the power of His blood He knows every place That a sinner can be He knows where you're at right now Boys thirst Him all out While looking for me 